Kia ora koutou, no mai, haere mai to a very special episode of Inside Netball. Yes, the Netball World Cup is just around the corner. The Silver Ferns are in Cape Town ready to defend their title. I've got a Dean Wilson here with me for now. We are going to bring in some very special guests shortly, but let's get straight into it, Dean. Can you believe it? The Netball World Cup, it's finally here. Oh my gosh, we've been talking so much football, which has been awesome. So much women's sport, but I can't believe it's our sport. It's netball. It's about the start. And it feels like it's been a while since the Silver Ferns have been training, you know, a while since we've had the ANC Premiership final. So, no, can't wait. And of course, yes, we are defending our title from 2019. I can't believe that was four years ago. Let's take a look to start with the pool we're in. We've gone into Pool D, Uganda, Singapore, and we've got Trinidad and Tobago. First up, 7pm our time on Friday night. Looking at all the other pools, it's not a bad pool to be in. Yeah, I think it's the pick of the pools, to be honest. Um, I think each of those games will be really beneficial for the Silver Ferns um, for different reasons, but I certainly think we've, we've got lucky and where we've fallen within those, those four pools of 16 um, nations in total. Yeah, starting off with TNT, like I said, and you've said it already, uh, a good game to have first up really prepares you for that you know, Caribbean style, they're physical, you know they're going to be rough and, and play with a bit of rough and tumble. Preparing us for Jamaica, perhaps? Look, Trinidad and Tobago are tough. You know, they play that Caribbean style. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, they were a real threat. In fact, they are the only other nation other than New Zealand and Australia to have won um, a Netball World Cup. That was a three-way draw. We, we but so it was a, but it's still, they still have got a gold. But yeah. look... I think they will really struggle. I think they've had, um, you know, they're missing some key people. Um, but look, it will be a great forerunner for hitting Jamaica and seeing that style um, and, you know, just getting getting the competition underway. Blowing out the cobwebs for sure. I mean, Green Knoll, that defender, she had an incredible Commonwealth Games. They were without Sam Wallace, who's their key shooter. But then we play Uganda, who have got Mary Cholhok, who was a superstar in the Super League this year. Yeah, look, they're another team. Um, they're in the world's top ten. Um, they reached the top five last year at the Commonwealth Games, which is amazing. And um, they de defeated South Africa in the playoff to automatically qualify for Cape Town. So everything was setting up well for the She Grains, and then they've had a whole lot of injuries, and that certainly doesn't help. But good to know that they've got that two metre tall shooter in Mary, as you've talked about. And I think again, you've got to take out. A these pool games, all those little tidbits that you can practice, all your different scenarios and what you're going to be facing deeper into the competition. And again, tick from Uganda, they're providing that. Yeah, Mary Chohok, the Super League top scorer, so really good for our defenders to come up against her early on. If you're thinking the pool plays aren't that exciting, they always are. Tune into those pool matches because, again, you know, they play around with starting sevens. We might start to get an idea of who matches up well against who we're doing. Absolutely, and Singapore's the last one, probably the least exciting, yeah. I would say, <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the bottom, bottom, the bottom, bottom of all the nations. But look, 
as you've talked about, this is the opportunity that we might start seeing some of those secret plays that Nolene's been throwing together from the NBA. <laughs> Who knows? Goal attack, maybe? Or chugger in at goal keep against Mio Please, no grace at goal attack. Exactly. But I think we'll start seeing the type of netball in those pool games. It won't show all their cards, but we'll start seeing what this Silver team can do. Yeah, exciting stuff. Adina and I are very stoked to be bringing you all the action from Auckland here in the Sky Studios. But we have got Jenny Woods and Courtney Tidy on the ground in Cape Town, feeling very lucky to bring them in now. Kia ora, guys. How are you? Hi. Hello from looks like sunny Cape Town. How are you going? Tell me about what's been happening on the ground. Yeah, well, it's been great here. Uh, I'm staying in a hotel where a lot of the teams are here, so it's actually been quite great to see all the girls here. We just ran into Kat Latu in the lift on our way up. So it's no, it's been absolutely great. Uh, the stadium looks really good too. So uh, yeah, it's all happening here in Cape Town. And I'm not staying, well, I am staying not very far away. Uh, I've got a, an amazing view of Table Mountain outside my bedroom window. In fact, Annie Stanley and I just went on a sightseeing trip up the lift just to go to the top so that we could get a clear view of it. And then there was another woman in the lift with us as well who was also doing the sightseeing. She just was going up and down. So it's um, it's been fab. Now, Jen, you love to collect friends when you're away. <laughs> Have you made any special friends yet with players, teams? You know, what info can you give us? Well, I haven't met any players yet, but I uh, ran into, I mean, I was pinching myself, Adine. I had breakfast yesterday morning with Mary Weyer, Ruth Meme from Uganda, and Pepe, my new friend, my newest friend, uh, from Zimbabwe. And they're all going to be here as part of this colossal uh, commentary team, actually, which I think is fantastic. There's a real flavour from all the African countries. And, you know, they, they really add something and they just bring, um, well, I don't know, just that little bit of um, African taste. And Courtney, did I hear you say that the stadium was looking really good? Because I think there were a few, not concerns as such, but it was certainly a conversational topic about uh, that January tour they did over to South Africa in this very same stadium. Yeah, that's right. Look, the floor's down, the seating's in, uh, all the lighting was all full go, so it does look great. And they've replaced the floor from January because I think they weren't too happy with that, so they've brought in a whole new floor. So the old floor is just being used as uh, one of the training floors. So I'm telling you, it does look fantastic. I think it can hold about 3,000, they said. And uh, Jenny, you would know from being here at the Quad Series, they said 3,000 South African fans. They said it's absolutely deafening. So I actually can't wait to get in there. Yeah, I poked my nose in yesterday too. And there's a lot more seating than there was in January. They've extended it at both ends of the court. So I, I think it'll be fab. Oh, that is fantastic news. And Courtney, of course, you've already had a chance to sit down with someone pretty exciting. Yeah, that's right. Look, we've been on the tail of the ferns, just catching up, going to their training. So I was lucky enough to catch up with Dame Nolene Todua just to see how the team's preparing ahead of their first few games. Well, Knowles, a few days into your time here, how's the team settling into Cape Town? Yeah, um, look, we're ready. You know, there comes a time where there's just training, needs to just bypass us or get here, which we are here. Know that we've only got a couple of days of hard training and then everything starts to pull off as we enter into Cape Town. So it's, it's starting to buzz really nice. Is it like almost all the hard work's been done and it's just fine-tuning now? Or what are these next few days leading into the first game? Yeah, look, we're still going through our menu uh, as such of um, all our set pieces, so we're still doing that. We're looking at our what-ifs. 
uh, EG getting sent off, uh, holding the ball for 45 seconds. Um, who gets replaced? We're going in overtime. So all these little things we're trying to tick off that we have gone through that experience um, and hopefully once again fine-tuning as we enter into Cape Town. What is the focus for the pool games? Um, you know, not disrespecting anybody, uh, that's certainly not what it's about. We do play Uganda and we've got to tickle up against them in Commonwealth Games. So to some degree I'd like to enter that with uh, a bit of force to some uh, in my mind and in my thinking. Um, but also, you know, we're learning new systems, so using the opportunity that any time that we get out on court to improve, really identify parts of our game that we need to improve on um, and see what we can do to make sure that by the time we hit business end that we have a better product. What do you see as the biggest challenges of just the pool rounds? Yeah, I think um, one thing is not getting ahead of ourselves, that every game is, is a massive moment for us, that we want to make sure that we use it to the best, uh, that we're really strategic as to what we're going to do. Um, and we make sure our knitting is all, all nice and tight. So, you know, just one day at a time, one game at a time. And I think another big thing is to make sure that we enjoy it. You know, sometimes you can put the pressure on yourselves and we can go into our own little cocoon, but it's so beautiful here and to be a part of Netball World Cup is definitely something, it's a momentous occasion for everyone who's, who's within this team. And how will you decide who your starting seven is for each of those games? Yeah, that's going to be a bit of a headache, um, I must admit, and that's probably one of the things that is starting to become a strength of our team is that uh, we are people that um, are definitely putting their hands up um, and you know there's just so many of them that can fit into different positions so I do believe as the um, competition goes uh, or progresses the tournament that those ones will raise their head um, so I just think one day at a time and, and people will be, if they're in the starting seven, they will. But I must say where we currently are is um, um, if we need a change, I will have no hesitancy to do that. And when the fans come off uh, the court of that first match, what are some of the words that you hope describes the way that they played? Oh, you know, one of the things um, I suppose uh, around our um, team that we've been talking about is our adaptability, our um, authenticity, our ability to manoeuvre or change uh, whether in positions or whether in different spaces. Um, I would like to think we're heading into uh, the steps of being dominant um, and I would like to think we're looking like we're enjoying the moments when we are out on court. So if we start that process and start that step, I'll be really happy. Well, awesome work, Courtney. Great to hear from Dame Knowles this early in their campaign. She certainly seems happy with where they're at at the moment. Is that kind of the vibe you've picked up in and around the team? Yeah, definitely. I think they're a very happy side at the moment, but I think you can also tell that they have had a really good six weeks together. Uh, Dame Knowles, she said she still hasn't been sleeping that much uh, because she's still piecing it all together. But I think she's quietly confident you can just sense that with her and then you can sense the vibe of the team and it feels like it's all just come together at the right time i got to watch them a little bit in a warm-up match 
against Fiji and they do look pretty slick and so Dame Noel she said it's just about fine-tuning all that little stuff now uh, I know after that match that her and Debs they didn't go to lunch they just went straight to video and I think spent about three hours going Ooh, over uh, what the firm did <laughs> and what they need to do I do think perhaps that Jane Watson might be still being managed with that uh, foot injury she had earlier on in the year so I'll just be keeping my eye quietly on that one you spoke about then the Silphoon's been together for six weeks and you're starting to hear a few people look the flip side of that and talk about Australia have, you know, basically hardly been together at all. They got on a plane and I think flew to Cape Town virtually. You know, is, is, is that sort of the chat you're hearing over there or have you seen Australia? Do they look like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter that they've only been together for a short period of time, it's blooming Australia. Well, I spoke to Jamie Lee Price and she they've I think they've kind of flipped it and said Stacey told them that they were they were playing in the best competition in the world with Sun. Of course that's so it. that's the kind of place that's the kind of place where she wanted them to be, to be playing like that. But then I also said, well, some of them didn't make finals and they were just kind of training on their own or together in their own state. So they're seeing it as while well, the Ferns have been together for six weeks that they've been playing uh, the best netball in the world. Spoke to Rob Wright last night and he absolutely hates the fact that the Ferns have had six weeks together and he uh, is very worried about that. So he said Netball New Zealand did a really, really good job to allow the Ferns that time. And so he said, you know, any team with six, week, um, six weeks under Dane Knowles uh, will be very, very scary. You have to think, though, don't you? I mean, we just walking here to see Courtney, we um, saw quite a clutch of the Australians at the intersection down below. And, I mean, they look pretty chill, actually. They look, you know, pretty good. I also think, you know, they're Australians. They're going to get to this competition <laughs> And I just think, you know, any concern goes out the window. But, you know, a, a lot of people have made mention of that. And I think, well, good on us. But uh, the other thing I can't get over is how many locals, like Africans, um, or from Cape Town, are saying, you know, go the Silver Ferns. We, you know, you're our team. And I, I don't think I wear anything overt. Well, I suppose I do, perhaps. But, you know, I think, well, that's pretty cool. I, I, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, Dame Nolene Torua and, um, and the makeup of the Silver Ferns. So, you know, we'll take it. And of course, Karen Berger, she's got a huge following uh, in Cape Town in particular as well. So I'm sure we are, we are the home team adopted side, which is fantastic. Jean, what has the chat been amongst the other commentators? You know, what teams are kind of being talked about the most? Well, a lot of it has been about those, well, three or four, I suppose. Um, Australia, Jamaica, New Zealand. A uh, few of the locals talking up South Africa. But uh, yeah, Jamaica very much will be the one that, you know, everybody's looking out for. Um, there is, and I, you know, we keep talking about it, don't we? But there is just uh, huge respect for Nolene Torua. And, you know, it's almost as though you think that she was on the court playing. But it's, um, you know, all of them, and I guess most of them are former players. And uh, they just think, you know, she walks on water, which the only thing I did point out is that, you know, England are in the same position we were four years ago. You know, they had failed miserably at the, I shouldn't say miserably, they had failed to make the podium at Com Games, and then we came through and won. So, you know, be, be wary of England. Funny that you said England then, because I was thinking that was your admission from the start, and I've kind of gone through and looked at people's comments, and I don't know, this English team, I think you're right. I think we have to be wary of them, but I wouldn't say I'm scared of them currently. You know, I've got a little bit... <laughs> um, 
a taste of what I suppose we had with their fossils. You know, they've got a whole lot. They've got two players, Gina and Jade. Is this their sixth World Cup? I mean, crazy that is insane. Yeah. But then they've yes. also got five complete deputants. Yeah. So I don't know. It, to me, that makes them a little bit unpredictable. Um, but when you're thinking about predictability and what people are putting on court, Court, you have been at a few of the practice games now and watching the Ferns. Are you starting to see those combos? You know, particularly wing defence. Who's going to play Who's wing defence? Who's been practicing yes. there? Well, when I was there, it was Kate happening. And right now, as we speak, uh, the Ferns are off for another practice match against Malawi. So. Um, but I also think maybe Phoenix could swing in there if need be, because when I saw it, what I saw, Maddie Gordon was in the centre bib. Uh, but again, you only get to see not much of the training. It's somewhere between 20 minutes to a little bit more of what you actually uh, do see. But And I mean, how much, I'm not sure how much you can really take, because I mean, they did really, I guess, take it to Fiji. They didn't hold back at all. And it's funny how you said how... Dame, ne Dame Nolene, it's almost like she's on the court. I can tell you she was right on the sideline <laughs> and she was just telling the defenders what to do, what to do. And as good as they looked against Fiji, I think she knows there's still probably another step up that they need to take. But from what I saw, it was Kate Heffernan just driving the ball very lovely through the court from the defensive end. I wonder too, you know, do you, when they know the media are there, yeah. do you yeah. think they do one thing? Play and then a they few games. Right, they're gone. Mix it up and let's yeah, let's do something completely different. Well, maybe. All the talk prior to them leaving was Kelly Jury playing out at wing defence, if need be, you know, with Anna Scarlett and no. Harrison. Oh, look at your face. No. <laughs> the long arms, you know. It is <laughs> I didn't are. see that one. They kept that from the media. I didn't see that one. Didn't see any of that. OK, well, we were kind of talking about it before we brought you guys in, about these first sort of three games, or, you know, they've got four games in a row, in fact, um, that fourth one being against possibly Wales in their first crossover. How much do you think Dame Knowles is going to mix up her starting seven, or will she look to solidify combos? What, what do you think she'd be doing in, that, in those moments? Well, I think you'd be mixing them up a little bit, wouldn't you? A bit of horses for courses. I mean, what is it? Trinidad and Tobago to start with. Uh, and then Uganda. Uganda. Very different teams, I would have thought. So, and you'd want to give everyone a bit of a go, wouldn't you, on the on on the court just to see, you know, how they are when it really comes down to it. So, I, I'd expect a bit of a mix-up. And she keeps referring to uh, when they played Uganda at the Com Games and how, you know, that first half they kind of really did take it to the fern. So she said that they are not taking any game lightly. Doesn't matter who it is. Uh, so I do think we'll see them. I think we'll see all the players out on court, but I think she will really be choosing her starting seven with what they put out in those first few matches. And we actually just bumped into Ranga Bloxham downstairs in the lobby here, and uh, in red, I might add, the red of the whale feathers. Uh, and um, she was saying how much... She's, she's been in Wales for something like six weeks, ever since I think the ANZ finished, and clearly sounds as though she's been loving it and thinks that... They have come on, you know, quite a long way. So, you know, um, I think there's, there's just a lot of anticipation around all these teams and what they're going to offer. Wales are going to have to come a very long way, but that's good to hear that they're, that they're doing well. So, um, yes. <laughs> you know, a big talking point before we got to this World Cup was these extended squads of 15. 
Are you seeing that everyone's got 15 and are people all moving as a 15? You know, how are the silver ferns using those extra three? Is that just kind of the new normal? Yes, it is a new normal and I think it's great. Well, most of the teams that I've seen have got the 15 and uh, the ferns, they said they are being treated as if they are in the 12. But then when they did have their warm-up match against Fiji, they were replicating a game day. Uh, from the time that they woke up to what they ate. So the plus three in Tiana, Mila and Sulu, they were over on the other side of the court. So they weren't part of the 12. So they were sitting there, uh, I guess, with the doctors and whatnot. They weren't part of that 12. So while as much as they are part of the team, when the ferns are going through uh, their game day scenarios, the plus three are on the sideline. Uh, I, I think they were even doing stats and like Mila watching the centre passes and all that kind of stuff. I've heard a little bit of chat um, that not all the teams have turned up with the 15, uh, certainly with the 12. So perhaps that might be, I don't know, financial or something along those lines. But we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, well, I wonder if Jamaica have travelled with their full 15. They did name 15, and just interestingly, looking at one of their reserves, Shimona Nelson, who's been a bit of a mainstay in the main squad, I mean, how much does that tell you about their depth now and how scared should we be of Jamaica? Yeah, I think we really should be. When I spoke to Rob Bright, he did speak about the depth and that a lot of their players obviously have been playing in Australia and they've just learned that next level of being an elite athlete, that next level of being uh, professional. And he did go back and reference uh, Com Games and he just said that he it was his first pinnacle event and by the time they got to that gold medal match, he'd sort of already run his defenders ragged and they were lethargic and tired coming into that gold medal match. So he said he's learned a lot since then and he has a better plan in his head of how to play around with the depth that they do have in this squad. The only thing that I would worry about that depth, you know, there's an awful lot of shooters there, aren't there? You know, you've got Janelle, you've got Ramelda and, and Shimona, and they're all world class. But I just wonder if they would prefer that their players were a bit more spread throughout the court. But uh, who knows? Do, do they need to when they've got Shamira Sterling? I mean, this chick has been amazing. How about her in the final of the Suncorp? She was... Oh, the whole season, right? The whole season. And, you know, playing with Latanya Wilson. You know, there is so much strength. And if we're talking about superstars of this tournament... You know, do we start with Shamira Sterling? Because to me, she is absolutely a superstar. And I don't even think we've seen, you know, entirely what she can provide. She still kind of feels a little bit new on the scene. Yeah, and she was outstanding. I think you're right, Storm, throughout the whole Suncourt, but in particularly in that final. And she said in those moments, she was telling herself, Shami, you need to get an intercept. You need to do this for your team. And she came up with one. And then... Speaking to Rob, he said just last night that he believes that Shamira will be the best goalkeeper to ever play the game. Ooh, wow. I mean, that, that is a huge call, especially since he's coached some incredible goalkeepers. But, I mean, what she's brought so far to netball has been pretty amazing. She's definitely my favourite player to watch out on the court. I'm going to put you guys on the spot, all three of you at the moment. Can I have your bronze, silver and gold medal predictions, please? Go, Jen. You need yeah, the little order. Like Jen goes first. Jen goes yeah, first. Jen goes first. You've already oh. done this, haven't you? I'm sure I've read this somewhere. You've picked three teams. I know you've picked three teams. 
Well, that's right. We didn't have to put them in order, though. So, and of course, what do you do? You know, I picked um, the ferns, <laughs> Jamaica and Australia. And so I'm not going to get any more specific than that. Uh, yeah, okay, that order will do. No Although, actually, yes, it will do. Okay, great. Yes, Honey. I'm doing that too. Wow. Yeah, yeah I'm I... going New Zealand, Jamaica, Australia. Yeah, that's that's my wish. Wow. Imagine the silver ferns playing Jamaica in the final because Jamaica have just beaten Australia in the semi-final and we've kicked out England. That would be perfect. Well, if we, we've scripted it already. If we actually look at the way <laughs> the draw kind of works and the crossover works, that could possibly happen because of the way the pools end up kind of splitting together. It's likely that we will face either Australia or England in the semi-final. And if we win that and Jamaica win theirs, then yes, the next time we will face Jamaica, other than in an earlier crossover match, will be in the grand final. So that means, Storm, that we would not play Australia at this tournament again? Well, it depends, really. It depends where we finish, whether if we finish second in our next pool and Australia finish first, then we will play them. Uh, we're going best case scenario. I know, yes, yeah, sorry, We're topping the crossover yeah. pool, we're crossing with England. Yes. We're going to completely miss Australia. Although that would be a shame. I like the but if it meant that we got to play Jamaica in the final, I'm happy with that scenario. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, quickly, Jean, what is uh, your first commentary call? Uh, well, I've got the opening game, Trinidad and Tobago versus uh, New Zealand, which I'm very much looking forward to. I'm also, uh, f I think, because this is my fifth World Cup, and I'm calling, no, you don't call an opening ceremony, do you? But I don't, well, I suppose I do. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. But I don't think that's ever happened before, has it, at a World I, Cup? There's a lot of things going on here that have never happened before at a World Cup. I thought Cup. the home team always plays first. Don't they? Well, this is defending champ. No, defending champion, I think. Oh. Well, brilliant. We cannot wait for that. And, of course, that yeah. is 7pm New Zealand time here in New Zealand. Courtney, continue doing your great work. We've had a couple of great interviews uh, come our way already. Looking forward to seeing more of both of your faces on the screen throughout the coverage. Thank you so much for joining us. Our pleasure. Thanks, guys. That's all we have time for on the special World Cup Inside Netball episode. Make sure you are tuning in to your home of Netball Sky Sport for all the matches. They will be live, as well as the key matches live, free to air on Prime. We'll see you next time.